Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'm going to be taking you through a culinary adventure at Walt Disney World. But before we get started, I just need to remind you that we are brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect Walt Disney World vacation. If you enjoy our shows and you want to support us here on the Dis Unplugged Podcast Network, the best way to do so is through Dreams Unlimited Travel. So if you want more information, go to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and get a free no-obligation quote today. Now, this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show is going to be a little bit different than some of the other ones we've had since we've relaunched because it's only going to consist of two reviews. That's because one of the reviews this week was extremely long because, well, this past week was the kickoff of the 2021 A Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. And uh, between myself, Rhino, Fiasco and Denny, we ate a lot of food. So there is a lot to cover in that that portion of the show. So I'm going to keep this a little bit tighter just because I don't want this turning into an hour and a half long podcast. I know some of you out there would probably love that. But at the same time, if you're like me, you have like 30 other podcasts you need to catch up on and shorter episodes might be a little bit more uh, pleasant uh, in terms of managing your feed. So we're going to keep this one to two reviews and I think we're going to enjoy both of them though. So the first review is courtesy of me this past week. I continued my barbecue journey that I've been going on that started with Flame Tree Barbecue. And this time I headed over to Epcot to do a re-review at the Regal Eagle Smokehouse at the American Adventure Pavilion. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Ahoy, ahoy, everyone. It's Craig here at Epcot with another Disney Dining Review. And today I have an exciting one. A couple months back, I started my quest to find who had the best barbecue at Walt Disney World. Was it Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom, Polite Pig at Disney Springs, or Regal Eagle Smokehouse here in Epcot? And I ate at Flame Tree. I enjoyed it. But now I need to check Regal Eagle Smokehouse off my list. It has been a long time since I've actually eaten here. I don't remember the last time actually that I did eat here, so I'm going in with a really, really no preconceived notions because of it. I'm going in as fresh as possible, just looking to have a good meal, and we'll see where it stacks up. So I haven't even placed my order yet, so I need to actually look at what is what's still on the menu, if anything's changed with the menu, and I'll make my decisions. We'll get to eating. This has been a ridiculously long process, so it is very busy here at Epcot today, and everyone wants to eat at Regal Eagle, so I waited about 20 minutes just to get my food, which isn't insane, but it's the longest I've had to wait in a while now, and then it took me about another 10 to 15 minutes to find a seat. I did find one seat right away, and I sat down, and then a bird pooped on that table. So I immediately stood back up and said, I'm not having this. I do not want a bird pooping on me today. But uh, that being said, my food's clearly already cold. I think it was cold before it even was handed to me because it told me to go up to, like, window four, and I stood at window four for five minutes, and no one came to window four. So just, I, I think... I think even they couldn't handle how busy it was inside Regal Eagle Smokehouse. But the menu, still the same since it opened for the most part. You know, they have the ribs, they have the chicken, they have the pork butt, they have what I got, the Texas sliced brisket. And the one thing that was missing, though, was which was what I wanted, was the American platter. And that's the, the sampler where you got three meats, a side, and the garlic toast. And I... I mean, I know I got that the original time that I came here and reviewed this restaurant with Rhino, but I couldn't remember if it was on the menu the last time I ate here just for myself. But I know I didn't get it because I wasn't interested in it that day. I just wanted a light snack, but I don't remember if it was missing. So I don't know where it went. All I know for sure is it was not here today. And that would have been helpful because, you know, I want to compare this to Flame Tree where I got ribs and chicken. So I was hoping that I could have ribs and chicken here, but uh, ultimately... 
when I had to choose just be on one item and one item alone. As much as I remember the chicken and ribs being good here, I should have rewatched it. I remember the chicken was good. Maybe the ribs we just thought was okay, but I think also maybe the brisket that I got we thought was okay. I don't know. I really don't know now. I should have. I should have went back and watched it, but it doesn't matter. I was in the mood for the brisket, so that's why I got that. And it's a brisket sandwich, so it comes served on two pieces of garlic toast with one side. I chose the macaroni and cheese instead of stuff like french fries, house pickles, uh, coleslaw. It just you want you want mac and cheese with with barbecue if you're me at least. And then. Uh, you get your choice of sauce with it. Really, you can have all four sauces if you want, but I only went with two. I went with the, the hot sauce, and then I went with the tangy gold sauce. And, yeah, those were those were my choices. The sandwich, like, in the menu recommendation, it says the hot sauce. I like mustard-based sauces, so that's why I wanted the, the tangy gold one, too. So maybe I'll have just a couple pieces of brisket with the mustard and then eat the rest of the sandwich with the hot sauce, but... I'll have to make a choice on that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to just choose it. I'm going to choose to do it now. I forgot the price because that's just how things are going. So I will check during one of my short breaks here on what the price was and make sure that that's included in the wrap-up. But let's go in. I'm going to do a piece of brisket here just with the mustard sauce by itself, the tangy gold. And I will say, you know, the, the brisket does have a nice bark around the edge. So that's a good sign. I like very very moist brisket not lean and this looks dry and lean like it looks wet but like it looks it's definitely sweating and glistening but it does not look it does not look like the brisket I typically enjoy eating so I don't even know if it getting cold out here is a contributing factor to that because when I originally got it handed to me it already looked like this so I just don't know if I just got served a, a very, a very lean, lean part of it. But here we go. Just like I thought, it was very, very lean. But I shouldn't say it wasn't enjoyable. Uh, even though it is very lean meat, it was not dry at the very least. It was... It was very, uh, as Rhino would hate me to say, it was very juicy. It was very moist. So I I cannot complain about that. So I, I can complain that it's not the type of cut I typically enjoy. That is true. But for what it was, it was it was a good, good piece of meat. I, I really enjoyed it. And with that tangy, tangy gold mustard sauce, oh, just, yeah, it's so good. I love barbecue so much. You know, I am the the chief expert aficionado of barbecue here at the Diz. And I have to say, before I take my next bite, I, I hope people realize I'm joking when I say that. I'm just making up random titles for myself. I don't actually think I'm the, the chief expert of anything. I, I don't even... I can barely control my life. I'm, I'm basically a walking version of Kramer from Seinfeld. So, no, I'm not an expert in anything. But I like saying I am. It's funny. It makes me laugh. I laugh at myself. That's neat. But, okay, my next bite here. I am having the uh, the sandwich now. I'm having it as it was intended with the with the hot barbecue sauce. So, I have discovered a problem with this. I do not like eating this as a sandwich. The garlic toast is really good. It's really, really good. I, I really love the garlic toast. However, the garlic flavor, then once you mix it with either of the barbecue sauces, whether it's hot, tangy, sweet barbecue sauce, whatever. It just completely takes away from the flavor of the meat. It just gets masked, and it's completely hidden. Uh, this, The brisket needs to be on its own, so you get that actual subtle smokiness to it. So, so you really even get the salty factor in it. It's just, it's all getting lost in the garlic here. And I don't mind the hot sauce. It's not, it's not super super hot you know it's just very vinegar forward and a little peppery taste to it and it's it's not the worst one i've had by any stretch but their mustard sauce is way superior to to the hot sauce at least and i feel like i remember the sweet sauce just being being pretty easy and 
then. I absolutely forgot what the last sauce is. I should have just got all four for this, but I don't want to be a waste. I didn't want to waste all this sauce, but um, I'm going to keep eating away at my sandwich. Actually, no, I'm just going to pick all the, the brisket off and eat that and then eat the garlic bread separately, and then I'll be back to, to sample my macaroni and cheese. On to the macaroni and cheese. This is just a big, hefty, baked bowl of macaroni and cheese. Man, it is it is heavy. It is heavy. This is like a pound of macaroni and cheese, and I'm not complaining. You can't say you're not getting your money's worth. But yeah, it's heavy. Also, the dish, $12.99. Sorry I forgot about that sooner. Completely dead, but $12.99. So uh the mac and cheese alone, it's worth it's worth a lot of the price if that's what you get because it's heavy. But it's not just about if it's heavy, it's about if it's good. So, oh, here we go. The mac and cheese is still very, very solid here. You know, the, the cheeses used in here, I don't know which ones they are off the top of my head. I'm sure a little bit of, uh, I, I, I can definitely taste some Swiss cheese in here. I could be completely wrong. I'm terrible when it comes to guessing, but... I think there's a little bit of Swiss in here, probably a little bit of cheddar, maybe like a white cheddar with that. Uh, it, it's just good. It's a good flavor. It's not, it's not runny cheese either. It's definitely baked, baked well, and almost bordering on solid cheese in there, and that's the type of macaroni and cheese I like. I don't like when the, it's more of a cheese sauce and it's too runny, and then the breadcrumbs add just a nice little crisp, crisp to it struggled at saying crisp there but good good mac and cheese very good mac and cheese so i'm gonna finish this off finish my meal i'll be back with my wrap-up let's talk about the food again it was really good it was really good and i know i complained that it was on the lean side when i first started eating it and that was true all the slices of brisket at the top were very lean but there was also like eight thin slices of brisket on there, which is a lot. I mean, it's it's that's a that's a decent serving for this sandwich. Uh, the further down I got on the sandwich, the more moist it actually got to the point where the last the last I would say definitely piece and a half because there was one smaller, thinner slice. Uh, it was legit moist brisket. Uh, it was fatty. It was delicious. It melted in my mouth. So it was kind of it was kind of a tale of two briskets in this sandwich. It was it was lean and moist all at the same time. And yeah, I guess if I would have ate it together more as a sandwich, I probably would have got more of that. But again, then once you eat it as, as a sandwich, the the garlic bread and the sauce just kind of took over. So I'm happier with the way I did it, just taking the bread off, eating the brisket by itself, and then eating the bread and then eating my mac and cheese. This was a winner. And I know it's not fair to directly compare this to Flame Tree since Flame Tree, when I ate there last, I had, again, the chicken and rib combo. This I got a brisket sandwich, but I'm just going to go ahead and say I'll base this on which one would I rather go to right now. And as much as I did enjoy my Flame Tree barbecue meal, I would rather come back here. I would get this again. I would go to the pork butt. I would go to their chicken. I would, you know, I'd give the ribs a shot too, but... I would absolutely, I would come here first and foremost. Uh, just, it, it just, it, it works for me. It really does. But maybe, maybe before I officially call it for Regal Eagle over Flame Tree, I'll try to come back here and get either the ribs or chicken and even it up a little bit. I'll have to see. But just based on this, of the two, which one would I rather have? This one for sure. Very good. And I highly recommend this. And even with all of the nonsense of, it being super busy and waiting a long time, not being able to find a seat. Uh, the mac and cheese was a little bit cold, which, you know, I expected it all to be very cold. The mac and cheese was just a little bit cold, but once I got off that top layer down in, it was still nice and hot and warm. And then same thing with the brisket. Uh, the, the top two layers were a little on the cool side, but then once I got down in, the brisket was still warm from when it was, you know, when it came out. And that, yeah, it, it took basically... 25 minutes-ish for me to get to some of the brisket on the bottom, and the fact that it was still warm really surprised me. So, I uh, highly recommend coming to Regal Eagle Smokehouse. I love it, and if you love it too, 
this is one of your go-to spots, please let me know in the comments below. And then, of course, always, you can tell me what you would have tried or what I should have tried, and we can go through all that game, and it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, that's it for me. As you heard, a good review there for Regal Eagle Smokehouse. I do highly recommend it, and I promise I will go back and try the ribs and chicken and and do more reviews of this place because it deserves it if it's always going to be this good. And I need to try other side dishes as well, too. So I can't just limit myself to brisket and macaroni and cheese. There's more to the world of Regal Eagle Smokehouse Barbecue than just that. And yes... Yes, I I am excited to go back. I can say that wholeheartedly. But it's not the last of my barbecue journey that I do have. I need to still go over to Polite Pig at Disney Springs. And I need to to also add one more to the list that I forgot about for this, this past review at Regal Eagle Smokehouse as well as Flame Tree. I forgot that over at Fort Wilderness that they actually do serve barbecue at P&J Southern Takeout which is the quick service to go option that's available right now at Fort Wilderness. Obviously they have barbecue at Hoopty Doo review when that's running, but that show's not currently on, but they are still serving barbecue at P and J Southern takeout. So I need to, I need to get over to the campground and get some of that barbecue too, to really round it all out. But overall, Regal Eagle Smokehouse, absolutely recommend it. Everyone should go there. I know when I was reading through YouTube comments, not everyone had that same passion for Regal Eagle that I have. But yeah, I I think it's more often than not, there's more often than not, it's a hit. And then there's a few misses thrown in there. And you know what? Sometimes we all just have different tastes for barbecue as well. But the last thing I wanted to mention with that too is that Since I released the video review of Regal Eagle Smokehouse, I was informed that back in about November is when they took the American platter off the menu. That was the selection of three different meats, or I'm not sure if it was in November that it it went off the menu, but one of the uh, great people who was watching the review said that as of November, at least, that it was not on the menu. So at least we have an answer for that. And uh, hopefully it comes back one day so we can have a sampler of meats at Regal Eagle Smokehouse and just instead of just having to to choose one and stick with it. But uh, that that's enough for Regal Eagle Smokehouse and barbecue. Now we are going to move on to the Big Daddy review. This thing is long. I haven't even watched it because it's that long. I've only watched the parts that I'm in. But we are going to go ahead and now feature our review of the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival featuring myself, Rhino, Denny, and Fiasco. So please, please enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Dining Show, the Disney Dining Channel, the Disney Dining Experience, whatever you want to call it. You're here, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, And... We're going to eat today. Um, I am Rhino, if you don't know that yet. And I am here at Epcot for the first day of the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. So very excited. There are a lot of really tasty things I have seen online. So I am really excited to try some stuff. There is uh, some plant-based options that I'm going to be checking out. I know Craig is in here and Corey's in here as well. And so... Um, we're just gonna, I, I think there's some, uh, I'm gonna say it again, I think there's some exciting things uh, that I am just, I'm dying to try. With that said, let's go, I am hungry. So something important that you're gonna wanna grab um, when you first come in the park, at least I think it's important, you might already have your list of everything, is a festival passport. These you can usually find up by like Gateway Gifts right at the front up there. Um, and they're usually available on any one of the booths or anything like that. But because I had already looked at some of the menu items that were available uh, that that they uh, that had been published online ahead of time. I knew the name of the booths I was looking for, but not where they are. This is going to tell you where they are. So the first one I want to go to is Trowel and Trellis. That says uh, Showcase Plaza near Disney Trader. So I think I know where that is. I should know where that is, right? So I'm going to head head over that way and uh, yeah, see what's good. There's lots of good stuff over here, but today I specifically want to try this boneless 
impossible Korean short rib. So that's the photo. Let's see how reality holds up. Got my food. Let me take my mask off here. Again, I went with the boneless impossible Korean short rib with cilantro, lime rice, dan muji slaw, and kimchi mayonnaise. And let me tell you, this was the popular item up there because basically everybody in front of me had ordered the same thing. I could hear it happening, but it does look, uh, I mean, it looks really good. It looks pretty close to the, to the picture, I feel like. I have to say, ooh, this is so good. This is really, really good. The, um, the, uh, the kimchi mayonnaise on it is giving it this nice, like, slight kick. Not, like, super hot, but just a, a, just, just what I wanted. Just what I was hoping for. I didn't even know if this was gonna be spicy or not, but, um, I was a little worried because I don't usually like cilantro very much, so I was like, cilantro rice, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I pleasantly, I'm happy to report that it's not a super strong cilantro flavor. Now the short rib, I am not an expert in what short rib tastes like, but I am gonna say that this piece of meat right here, or fake meat, is delicious. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It is probably the texture and consistency of like a meatloaf. Um, but it is just so tasty. Oh my gosh. I am so happy with this. I have been looking forward to this for so long. Um, and then I think this is maybe a piece of, I don't know. I want to say this might be bok choy. I could be way off. Mmm. Delicious. So there's two slabs of that meat in here um, with the, and like plenty of rice. I am, I am definitely gonna get this again. This is not gonna be a one and done for me. I am definitely coming back to have this again. So I highly recommend it. Um, I was gonna say, I don't remember how much this was. This dish, okay, a very affordable, 675. All right, I think this is 100% worth it. $6.75, I thought this was gonna be seven or $8 to be honest with you. Like, I feel like they could even charge that and I'd still have been okay with this. So I am definitely gonna recommend this. Oh my gosh, so good. You gotta try this. Right, try it and let me know. Let me know what you think. I'm gonna inhale this, I'm starving, leave me alone. Hello everyone, I'm not sure if this is my first appearance in this video or not. Uh, I genuinely have no idea, so I'm just going to pretend like it is. Hi, it's Craig. I'm very excited to be here today at the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, a lot on my mind today to eat and drink, and hopefully I get to all of it. But I am starting with one that I was very, very excited for. And this food item comes from the Honey Bistro. And this booth is just as you're walking into World Showcase heading towards Canada. It is tucked away off to the right, kind of by where the Starbucks is. And it just, there's a lot of stuff on this menu that looks great. Like the Tupelo Honey and Sweet Cornbread, uh, the local Wildflower Honey Marscapone Cheesecake. But the item that I wanted here was the Lavender Honey Mustard Marinated Chicken Flatbread with whipped honey, ricotta cheese, marinated vegetables, and purple haze lavender goat cheese. This thing just sounds incredible. And it also looks pretty, pretty good. And since... I'm recording this on my birthday. I'm treating myself today. I'm buying some beers as I go around. So I'm also trying the First Magnitude Brewing Company Honey Bee Citrus Blonde Ale. So I'm going to go ahead and remove my mask and go ahead and take my first bite. Bite number one. Here goes. I got most of everything on top of it in there. So I think this is a good bite. This is a nice little dish. Uh, the, the first thing I noticed right away is that lavender honey mustard flavor coming through more than anything else more on the honey mustard side than the lavender just really light but um, that is dominating as well as the vegetables on here those are also just chalk full of flavor the chicken solid overall i really like this dish for 575 it's a nice cute little flatbread pretty filling at least from the first two pieces that i had and yeah i'm i'm a fan of it Maybe I won't be after I finish it, but for the first bite I've, I've had right now, 
I'm definitely a fan of it. So now time to drink my beer. This is a really delicious, nice, light, blonde ale that is perfect for a festival day like this, where it's going to be sunny, a little on the warm side. It's just nice and light. That little extra little bit of citrus in there, uh, it just it just really adds to it. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the beer as well. So I like both of my items from the, from the Honey Bistro. I love the lavender honey mustard marinated chicken flatbread as well as this Honey Bee Citrus Blondale. So, I recommend it. All right, hi guys, Denny here. I'm right outside of the Honey Bistro Outdoor Kitchen here at the end of the Rose Walk that connects Future World to World Showcase. And believe it or not, though this outdoor kitchen has been here for many a Flower and Garden Festival, I've never stopped and had a thing, not one single thing at this outdoor kitchen. So that stops, that ends now. I'm actually gonna have something here and um, I'm kind of excited about it. It's a little bit different, a little bit, um, I mean, who am I fooling? I love carbs. So it's not too far outside of my comfort zone, that's for sure. I will be having the Tupelo honey and sweet corn spoon bread. It's the very first thing that's listed here at the spoon um, in our festival passport. It says that it, it comes with jalapenos bacon and house-made whipped butter. House-made whipped butter. That's a big yes. Yes, we got to try that. So I am going to dig in here. I'm going to give you a, a peek at it. I'm getting ready to eat, so I'll remove my mask. And I'm nice and distant. So let me show you again what we've got going on. There's the middle. So I've already cut into it so that you can see exactly what was going on. You can see whole kernels of corn. That looks really good. Forgive me for the wind that's blowing. It's like we're in a little bit of a wind tunnel here. Um, there's our whipped butter and our nice little piece of bacon on top, which is really, really nice. Now, a spoon bread is more like um, a pudding than necessarily a bread, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna dig in and give it a give it a whirl here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's got a nice, and you can see the honey that's going on there. That's delightful. There goes my, let me get some of my whipped butter because it's giving up. It's giving up right here as we speak. Let me take one more bite. Okay. Mm. That whipped butter is nice. Okay, so I'm getting a little subtle bed of of warmth of heat from um, the jalapenos I would suppose you can see chunks of little bits of the jalapenos going on here in the dish but not overly so not at all like I, I even think if you're gonna say jalapeno bring a little bit more heat as someone who I'm like I'm okay without it I'm okay without heat I, I appreciate that it's not too um, roasty toasty but it certainly could be just a little bit more and they could get away with that it's a really nice it's um like i said it's more of a pudding than say a solid uh piece of, this isn't a piece of cornbread it is it is something because it's spoon bread you got to eat it with a spoon it's a little bit of a puddingy consistency um got a lot of cornmeal i mean it's a little bit of a that gritty cornmeal uh texture to it but it's not that's not a negative that's not a knock at all uh, I personally am enjoying the whole kernels of corn that they've incorporated into this. And um, it's got a nice smoky, nice smoky flavor. And that little, that sweet honey is gonna hit as well, which is a nice um, a nice foil for the, the little bit of the jalapenos, the little heat you've got going on with that. You've got the nice whipped butter to help tamp that down the, the honey as well. It is very sweet. So if you are someone who likes more of a savory cornbread, a savory bread pudding, spoon bread, this might not be your favorite. Um, but for me, who loves all things sweets and all things carbs, I'm gonna put this down in the winner category. So 475 is how much this uh, cornbread, uh, cornbread spoon bread, Tupelo honey spoon bread, is going to set you back. So 475, that's kind of a nice, it's a nice, you know, it's the size of a muffin a standard muffin but it's nice and it's thick and that that whipped 
house-made honey butter. <laughs> okay, that's my favorite part of the whole thing. So, but it was good, and I'm gonna have something else to eat. We're not even stopping here, all right? So, I'll see you back in just a little bit. Again, just to recap, spoon bread, 475, Honey Bistro, sponsored by the National Honey Board. Aren't we glad we have a National Honey Board? So my first booth of the day was Trowel and Trellis, hosted by Impossible Food. So all the food on this menu is actually plant-based. And I think one of the great things about the Epcot festivals is you can just have your first meal of the day be a dessert item. And that's what I opted to do. I got the lavender pot de creme. That's uh, with blueberry cake, pink peppercorn, and lime whipped cream. It's an absolutely beautiful item. It's gorgeous. The presentation is just is just beautiful with the actual flowers on there too, edible flowers, mind you. And um, I'm a big fan of lavender stuff, the lavender scents. I got a lot of the essential oils at home, but lavender foods is something that I'm not too familiar with. Uh, if you didn't know, in the south of France, lavender is also known as blue gold. I, I don't know that because I've actually not been to the south of France. I know that because of the Calm app. I, I listen to the Blue Gold uh, bedtime story on the Calm app quite often. I can almost recite it by now. Maybe that should be a Patreon video where I recite the, the Blue Gold bedtime story. But anyways, yeah, got breakfast as my first item of the day, and I'm excited to try it. I'm, I, I, I'm not that familiar, like I said, with lavender-infused foods, but love the scent. So let's, uh, let's see what I think of this thing. Let's try to get a little bit of everything in my bite here. That is so good. The blueberries are in like a, a, a blueberry jam and the inside is very much the texture of pudding. And then the outside coating is like this white chocolate flavor and the actual cake portion of it is a super strong taste of blueberry but it's a very thin piece of cake let me show you here see in the bottom there this cake portion it's very thin but very good everything goes together really nicely uh, this is a brand new item it was five dollars and i've noticed throughout the festival this year there's a variety of different lavender infused items that I'm sure someone else will try another one um, but I just had to try something lavender infused I'm not really picking up on the lavender very much the blueberry but not so much the lavender but this is still really good um, I'm definitely gonna get this again I'm coming back Friday with Haley and I'm definitely getting this again for us to share this is, this is delicious, a slam dunk in a great way for me to start uh, Flower and Garden this year. I now have my second food item today, and this comes from one of the new booths here at Flower and Garden. This comes from the Epcot Farmer's Feast booth inside the World Show Place. And I'm probably going to screw up the name of the item because the little book that they give you, this one right here, uh, they don't have the menu for Farmer's Feast in here. It literally, at least mine, because it just, yeah, it's completely missing. It So, I can't do much about that, so I'm going to go off memory. I believe it is, it is the spring onion soup with crispy shallots and micro chives. I could be completely wrong about that. I will look it up in between, but my memory is so terrible. I already forgot it after I memorized it, but I know it is the spring onion soup and I know shallots are in there and I know that there's micro chives. That's all I do know. And then I did get a beer too, but I already forgot the name of it. So I will have to come back to it. But uh, yeah, I am going to go ahead and take off my mask so I can get into the soup. I'll let you know how it is. I rechecked the name and I did get it correct. It is the spring onion soup with crispy shallots as well as micro chives. And oh, it's a nice, big, hearty portion of soup. And it just smells so, so fresh. Uh, like, just hitting you with onions. Hitting you with... I, I want to say like a garlic scent as well, too. 
And you know what? It's still cool outside, so I can still deal with soup, but not for much longer. Wow. Flavor-wise, this thing packs an absolute punch. Uh, it is just... It is uh, onion. I'm definitely getting garlic in there, too. Uh, it's got a butteriness to it. It's got a thin texture. Like, it doesn't really necessarily have, like, a French onion soup flavor to it. It's, it's not that caramelized onion feeling to it. But it is pureed, so it's not like you're getting big chunks of onions in there. It's, it, is, it is definitely a creamy, creamy soup. And when I, I'm going to take a bite now with the, the other, uh, like the crouton that comes on, the micro chives and the shallots. So let me get a bite with all of that in here. That's just really delicious. I actually really, really love it. Uh, I'm so so far. I'm two out of two with my with my meal choices. And I will say, you know, it's hot outside at Walt Disney World from March to July. So soup might not be on your mind, but I brought my food outside from World Show Place because I didn't want to eat inside. You know, if you're inside in the air conditioning, it's a lot easier to put down a bowl of soup. But yeah, I'm I'm really really pleasantly surprised by that it wasn't on my list of must gets but i ended up you know i felt compassion to it so i was like i will i'll go ahead and get it and i am very happy about it and that bowl of soup is 475 475 so now i'm going to move on to my beer and this is the 81 bay brewing company watermelon mint wheat ale and this was uh, the beers at the festival this was on my i have to get it list because i love mint I really enjoyed the taste of watermelon recently. I used to hate it, but now I love it. And as much as I'm not a huge fan of wheat ales, usually they don't they don't play well with me. I just, I just don't I don't care for them. I couldn't take a chance to pass pass up this one. So, well, here goes nothing. This might be my new favorite crushable beer. That the mint is right there, right where it needs to be. But that watermelon is bringing this juiciness to it. I don't know the the ABV on it, but honestly, like I I feel like I could just drink this all day on a hot Florida day, and I know that's what I kind of said about the last beer that I had too, the citrus blonde ale. But you know what? That's that's what I'm feeling right now, and this is what I'm drinking, and I really, really, really enjoy this. And it just it has that that nice watermelon mint flavor right on top of it too. So it's like you smell it first, and then you taste it. I am. Oh, this will not be my last one of these. So next up, I hit up the La Isle Fresca booth between Morocco and France, and I decided to grab one of my old festival favorites, or a turning favorite for me, the sugar cane shrimp skewer. That's with steamed rice and a coconut lime sauce. This is $7, and I've come here year after year, whether it be on video or off camera, and I always end up getting this at some point. So I figure let's let's try it again and uh, see if it still holds up. Yep. Still one of my favorite, favorite things. The shrimp is cooked perfectly. And that, that sauce is just, incredible perfect flower and garden spring flavor it is hot shrimp um it seems like when i got to the the booth it was pretty empty there's nobody there um so it it's not like super hot it's about room temperature right now so maybe this was sitting out for a minute but still great hardest part is getting it off that skewer though for seven dollars i mean that's one of the more expensive items at flower and garden this year or really any year rice is perfectly cooked too and that uh there's some cilantro in there and that that sauce too being absorbed into the rice is so good the way i think of this though is when you go to like a nice restaurant and get a steak and add an enhancement of of shrimp this is something like, this is something you'd get in a situation like that. 
and I think $7 is a pretty respectable price in one of those circumstances. If you're a shrimp person and you like, I call it Caribbean flavor, a little bit of spice, a little bit of kick, not too much, I'd get this every festival. Um, and it comes back every year for a reason. This booth isn't popping right now in comparison to some of the other ones, but this has been back year after year for a reason. And it's because it's really, really dang good. Or maybe because the profit margins on it are great. Maybe a combination of both, but I love it. Okay, we got another booth. They got the sunshine griddle because I want to get this avocado toast. So here is how it looks in the photos. Let's see if that's what it's going to be like when I get it. Mm. So I, I was getting in line for the uh, for the booth, obviously, and if you saw our live stream earlier, Denny was over here as well, and she wanted something on the menu too. And I think actually you might end up seeing Craig with something as well. But uh, I'm gonna flip this around and let Denny try what she got. Let you tell you. Let let her tell you all about all her her stuff. Yay! Mm. So Fruit Loops in our house are um, much loved. So anything sugary, I don't eat them like I used to, of course, do we? Well, maybe some of us do, um, which is great. You do you. But this is a perfect way to get your uh, cereal fix here at Epcot. This is at the new booth, the Sunshine Griddle. And this is literally, they just said Fruit Loops Shake. So <laughs> you know as much as I do. It's $4.50. It is a warm day, and sometimes milk is a bad choice on a warm day. <laughs> But I'm hoping this is the uh, this is the one time that it's a good choice. So here we go. We're gonna try it. It's very blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very blue, and it tastes like Fruit Loops. So not only do you have a ton of Fruit Loops on the top, it tastes like Fruit Loops, and and it's good. I I like it. So it's blue in color, which is makes it a whole lot of fun. But it um. Okay, it's very sweet, and it's got a bit of citrus going on in it. Hmm. And it's kind of chunky, but <laughs> so I'm trying to discern what the chunkiness is. I wonder if fruit ribs have dissolved in it. Uh-huh. I think that's what we've got going on. So um, while Craig enjoys, like, the Milky drinks, the Milky Way drinks at Everglaze Donuts, and I that just grosses me out, like, <laughs> milk in the bottom of the cereal bowl, you pour that down the sink. You don't consume that. What? That's me! That's me! What? But this is actually, this is an intentional use of said cereal. So I think I'm okay with it. Um, I want to know if that cereal on top is stale. No. Okay. It's not. Oh, that's so much fun. Okay. So if you like Fruit Loops and you want something cool, it's very creamy. I think we do have actual pieces of cereal going on in the milkshake itself. And you've got four fifty to spend, and you're in Future World East. Swing by because um, I'm okay that I that I chose this. This is a whole lot of fun, and it's just beautiful to take pictures of. So it's a win-win. So I got I got my avocado toast. Avocado toast with marinated toy box tomatoes and fresh goat cheese on toasted ciabatta. Denny has pointed out. I mean, yes, it is very beautiful. This looks like something akin to uh, we'd find at a uh, festival of the arts, as opposed to, as opposed to here at Flower and Garden. But it's definitely got all the. It's got the flowers and the garden on here. I'm very excited. Here we go. It's a big moment of truth. This looks like it could end up just being out of the box guacamole. To be honest with you. Ooh, the the bread is nice and crispy though. I'm gonna say that. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna use my hand like an adult. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. The bread is very crispy. The ciabatta that this is on is really, really good. Um, the tomato is also very fresh, so it has it's got a nice little pop that in the I guess they call them toy boxes. I call them cherry tomatoes. I don't know the difference. There is probably a difference. I'm gonna get a little bit of the, I don't know, what's this a turnip? I'm not sure. These purple things, turnips? This guy, I don't know what you were called. I thought this, it's not a turnip. That can't be right. We might be in bars. This is the journey of what is this purple item. I've seen it before. Craig, what's this called? 
Like a turnip. I thought it was a turnip. I, I've had this recently and I know the word for it and that's the part that is driving me crazy. It's just one of those moments where you can't white. remember. Is it a what? Purple potato. This is not a, a purple potato? Yes. There no. There is such a thing. I mean, yeah, there is. It's it's a a purple potato is that donut at Disney Springs. Oh, that's right. Ube. Ube, yeah, yeah, yeah. We think it's a turnip? You might have been right. Mm -hmm. I apologize. Probably really trashy of me not to know that. It's not super flavorful, but it does add a nice texture to it. The guacamole is not bad. I do like it. However, it is not, it is definitely mass produced guacamole. It is extremely creamy. Um, it's got, definitely got a citrus tint to it, which is just, which is great. Cause I, I like, I'm a bit, I love guacamole. The guacamole tastes kind of like, if you've ever gotten like the sabre, you know how they do the hummus? and then they also do the guacamole in that thing. It's giving me that kind of a feeling to it. I think it's better than that. It could end up actually being that guacamole to be 100% honest with you, but um, it's not bad. I just, I, I love when, I love, I love like homemade guacamole and obviously you're not gonna get that at a theme park and table side guac is great too, obviously. Um, 575, I don't know. Honestly, I'm surprised this booth didn't have like champagne. I don't, or something like that, like a mimosa, yeah, to go with it, because I feel like it was missing like a drink. If you got your heart set on trying it, give it a try. Um, I don't think it's bad. I think it, as long as it's good, this could go bad either way. The bread's out too long, it could stale, the tomato's not ripe enough, or overly ripe, you know, you got too many ingredients here. But anyway, uh, 575, that's what I got. Finally moving on to my next menu item here. This one comes from the Epcot Sunshine Griddle. And this is basically where the donut box was for other events. It's the one right outside of Test Track in Future World. And I know Rhino got the avocado toast from here. Denny got uh, a special shake here. So I don't know if you've already seen that or if you're about to see it. I'm not quite sure. They're right behind me filming right now. So Rhino's going to be like, why didn't he just film it with us? But you know what? I'm stubborn. So that's why. But anyways, here. I got the corned beef brisket hash. This is with house-made potato barrels, onions, peppers, cheese curds, and a soft poached egg with Tabasco hollandaise. This thing looks freaking incredible. All of the cheese curds on top. Oh, oh my gosh. I, oh, I'm going to rip this mask off my face so I can dig into this thing. It looks so decadent. The egg looks perfectly poached. I just, oh, okay, I'm done talking. Let me get to eating. This is a, also a nice, decent, hefty-sized portion in this bowl. Completely filled up. It is $6.25. So at least based on how much is on it, looks like it's really fair-priced. Holy crap on a cow. This is... Oh, man. I am really struggling to find the words. I usually get whatever hash dish they have at these festivals because I like a good hash. It's always fun. It tastes good. You know, just throwing all these ingredients together. No better way to eat it. This is... Uh, this might be the best one they've ever done. There's just so much... So much flavor a part of this. Pepper is, like, bursting through. You know, the... The, the corned beef brisket in it. It's a little... Uh, it's very dry, so it's chewy. So I'm not actually super wild about that but everything else is working the cheese curds the poached egg just adding all of that beautiful beautiful egg yolk on here see if i can show it without dropping it it is uh this is magnificent this is really really wonderful and i honestly the potato barrels let me go in on one of these now potato barrels so salty a little bit uh mushy not really. I was hoping for more of a crisp with the friedness to it. So not perfect, but this thing is amazing. I, oh, I, I, that, this is now shot to the top of the list of everything I've had today of only the three items so far. I still have one more to try the pork belly if I can get it, but this is, uh, this is going to be hard to beat now. Sunshine griddle. You left me impressed. So the next item that I zeroed in on was the Bon Bon Chicken Skewer over at the Lotus House in the China Pavilion. That was $6.75. And that's a chicken skewer with sesame and peanut sauce. Now this is hands down the longest item I waited for. 
I waited about 20 minutes in line for this. Everybody, the, the China booth was popping today. So let's see if the wait was worth it. For reference, the other items I waited for was both under like, the other skewer I got, I got instantly. Nobody else was in line. Um, and the first item I got, maybe like five minutes or less. But I'm feeling skewers today. You know what I always say? Skewers in the morning, skewers in the evening, skewers at supper time. When food is on a skewer, you can eat skewers anytime. I've never said that, but maybe I should start. I'm having uh, some bangle barbecue Disneyland withdrawals, if you can tell. Let's see if this holds up. Oh yeah, that's a sesame peanut sauce, all right. The sauce is great. The sauce is very, very good. And the chicken's not bad. My only problem, so the piece I have right now is very tender, very soft and tender, which is just what I want with my chicken. The first piece though, was a little tough. So let's keep on digging and see if the consistency changes at all. And aside from the sauce, that third piece was a little dry. The piece before it though wasn't, but that other piece was a little dry. So kind of a different um, texture throughout. Like in this next piece I'm trying to get at, very tough. I'm not somebody who loves my meat to be tough. I like it to be cut it with a fork kind of deal. Now this piece is a little tough. With that being said, the flavor is great. And if texture doesn't bother you at all, you're gonna have no problems. If you're like me, very texture sensitive eater, this might not be your favorite dish. But again, with that being said, the peanut sesame sauce is fantastic. It's not spicy at all. This is good, but comparative to the other two things I tried, this would go to the bottom of that totem pole of three. But that is a lot to be said because everything I ate today, I actually thoroughly enjoyed. Flower and Garden uh, is my favorite festival for food. I love all these spring flavors that they come out with. It's always been my favorite festival for food. I love the Flower and Garden food more than food and wine, Festival of the Holidays, Festival of the Arts. Uh, I just love this festival. There's so many things here that I just think taste really good. There's something in almost every booth I like. Um, so I'm just happy for it to be opening day of Flower and Garden. I can't wait to get back. My next day back here is in two days. Gonna bring Haley, try a bunch more stuff. And for the things that I already tried, I'm definitely gonna be grabbing that shrimp skewer with her again. I'm definitely gonna be getting that lavender cake again. That was great. And maybe try a few more other things. But yeah, in the order of the things I tried, that new lavender cake is probably the number one. That thing, I think if that's something that sounds like it's up your alley, it's a must get, new item, and they did a great job with it. Uh, the shrimp skewer, returning favorite of mine. I'd recommend that hands down to any shrimp eater. I think it's great. And then the bonbon chicken was, was good. The only thing is the lack of consistency with the textures throughout. It changed a, a little bit and that does bother me, but the flavor was delicious. So that's gonna do it for that one. Final item of the day for me. This one comes courtesy of the Citrus Blossom right outside of where the Starbucks is. It's basically been in the same place since last flower and garden and won't go anywhere ever, probably for all we know. But the Citrus Blossom, that's where you can get your orange orange bird sipper, of course. There's a citrus shortcake. There's a Meyer lemon infused or Meyer lemon poached lobster salad. But the item I came for was the citrus braised crispy pork belly with kumquat and carrot. And it's very orange. It's very, very orange. This dish cost $6. I was hoping it was going to be a save the best for last situation. 
I'm not confident that I made that choice. The hash might have been the one I should have saved for last. But you know what? I'm wide open to uh, be swayed on this one. So let me remove my mask and I'll start to eat. The star of the dish is clearly going to be the kumquat, I believe. So I'm going to try that first. But I'm gonna—I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god, it is. So it is getting to the point where it's so hot and sunny that like it's stuck to the plate. This is this is gross. This is this is not going how I want it. Citrus, orange. Denny, what's a kumquat? Okay, well that makes sense then. I think that's where the sweetness is coming from with this uh, sweet fruit, apparently. I'm gonna go for the I'm gonna go with the pork belly first. I'm just gonna go all in on this one. So cheers. Pork belly is incredible. Crispy on the outside, soft, melts in your mouth on the inside. That's that's exactly what you want from this. And you know what? The kumquat, the sweetness from that, it actually pairs really well. It's got that citrusy rhino showing me a kumquat right now. And yeah, it kind of does look like a citrus, like a fruit, like an orange. Uh, but yeah, that orange flavor really kind of, I mean, I'm going to say kumquat flavored because that's what it is. But that citrusy flavor, I feel like that that marries well with the 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 saltiness of the pork belly. It's really, it's that tale of two... Uh, the tale of two flavors all meshing together, but this carrot, this carrot's wild. So, let's try the carrot. I don't know what to say. It's a carrot. It's sweet from the kumquat. Oh. It's a good carrot. Good pork belly. This was my favorite. So, I did save the best for last. And now I'm talking with my mouth open. Well, with food in my mouth. So, that's a good time for me to go. It's the last you're going to see me in this video. Bye-bye. Get this. This one's good. All right, so we are continuing the tour of all things sweet. I have stopped by the Citrus Blossom Outdoor Kitchen, and I have the Citrus Shortcake, which is orange chiffon cake and whipped cream and lemon curd and um, mandarin oranges and something called Citrus Crumble on top. We're going to dig into it. Let me show you. I've already got a cross section going here so you can take a look inside. There's your lemon curd. Let me point this out. There it is. How fantastic. And of course we have a couple of um, violas on top which you can eat if you so choose. I'm gonna dig in, here we go. I'm trying to get a little bit of everything, including the viola. Bless its heart. Let me get this mandarin orange. Okay, so the citrus crumble, you can see that's what this is right here. So, you've got some brown sugar going on in there. It's like a crumble that you would put on top of um, a cobbler, something like that, um, is, is what's going on, which is nice. It's good. It's nice and sugary. It's a little something on the top. Um, as I slobber, I just ate a flower, and I've, I've had it before with the... Um, the violet lemonade back in the day that came out. Yeah, you gotta have the viola. Guys, it tastes just like what you think it's gonna taste like. It tastes like grass. <laughs> it just is. It's something fun to say that you've done it, but it doesn't really add anything, in my opinion, uh, to the dish. Let's get back to the shortcake here. Why don't we? So the citrus shortcake, this is really, um, really nice. And of course, we've got a lot of lemon curd going on there. I'm gonna take that bite real quick with some of this whipped cream. I am someone who on a day off enjoys making, just throwing together scones. I've got a recipe that I've used for years and years and years created by the mom of a friend of mine. I don't stand on formality. I don't um, roll out the scones and then cut them into perfect triangles. I literally just take heaps of them, put them onto the baking pan and they're like, you know they're lumpy whatever but they're delicious and here's the, here's the sticking point with my scones um, I always have a fresh jar of lemon curd when I'm sitting down to have my my scones I've taken all the time to make these scones we're gonna have some amazingly tangy pungent 
lemon, of course it's lemon curd, so it's gotta be very lemon forward, right? So we're gonna have that on those scones. I take gobs of that jar of Dickinson's uh, lemon curd and I slather it all over those scones. This lemon curd is not, is not that. Um, this shortcake is nice. It's very sweet. I'm enjoying the, the whipped cream. I mean, that's, that's nice and light. I like the, um, I like the, the shortcake itself. Also very nice and light. It's a chiffon cake. So chiffon cake by nature is going to be nice, um, in texture and not too heavy, but the lemon curd is not what I want it to be. It's not as bright and as forward as, as it should make you almost pucker just a little bit. If it, a really nice lemon curd makes you kind of go, ooh, that's tart. And I'm not getting that from this. It tries to be, <laughs> it's trying so hard, but it's not quite there. This is $4.50. Again, it's at the Citrus Blossom. That's where you'll find all things Orange Bird. Um, the new Orange Bird Sipper is here in this year, the revamped Orange Bird Sipper. Um, the Citrus Blossom arrived last year for our uh, festival, our Flower and Garden Festival that only lasted 10 days. But, um, and it's kind of remained since. So our perennial favorite now is the, the Citrus Blossom, bless its heart. So um, the Citrus Shortcake, I don't know that I would put this on my must eat um, list. I'm not gonna have it again in the festival. If that lemon curd had been really had packed the punch that it should have, I would have said, yes, absolutely, I'll be back because I am someone who adores lemon curd. I can't get enough of it. So there you have it. Those are all the items that all of us who came to uh, the 2021 Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Those are all the dishes that we had today. For me personally, I think I had two hits. The more I walked around after that avocado toast, the more I was like, oh, I would have eaten a second slice of that avocado toast. That was good. I can't speak highly enough of those short ribs. You'll never hear at the end of it. So I hope I haven't oversold any of that stuff. And it seems like Craig made some pretty good choices as well. And I know, um, so I'm excited uh, to come back and try some more stuff because there was, I have a couple other items on my list, but if the feedback I've seen and what I what I tried personally today was was as good as it was, I, I'm, 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 I'm excited. It really is like, giving me that energy of like, ooh, new stuff and uh, yeah, just like fun treats to have. I'm, I'm, I enjoyed it. It has been a little busy today, a little warm today. So I'm hoping maybe we'll get one or two more cooler days that I can quick and try it. But, uh, but that, that is gonna do it for us here for the Disney Dining Show on the Disney Dining Channel as part of the Disney Dining Experience. I'm gonna call everything the Disney Dining Experience now. Anytime I mean, it's the experience. There you have it, the Disney Dining Experience. Not not the Disney Dining Show anymore, but the Disney Dining Experience. But seriously, I hope you enjoyed our review of of the A Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival 2021. I know that we barely scratched the surface on food items. There is so much that is offered at this event anytime there's an epcot festival there's just there's too much to get you would you would need a team of 20 people in order to to get every item and then actually finish it too i know i know smaller teams actually go around and do that but i don't like wasting food so if i'm going to buy an item i'm going to eat every bite of it even if i absolutely hate it and that means I cannot I cannot order every single item. I would have to eat every single thing in a day, and I don't know if I would survive. But it was a nice taste of a taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, and I really hope you enjoyed it. And I actually do recommend going and watching the video too, because not only is it, is it I don't want to say it's easier to hear everything that we're saying. It was a very windy day, and. 
you know, it's we're we're at the mercy of our microphones when it is that windy outside to make everything sound as good as possible. But uh, more than anything, I just recommend looking at it because not only is this food delicious, but it's also visually very pretty most of the time. And until I can get photos loaded onto disunplug.com so that way you can be able to go and look at them, uh, right now the best way to see everything is by watching the actual video over at youtube.com slash Disney Dining. But you know what? If you don't do it, it's okay. I won't lose any sleep over it, too. This this experience is about you getting the most out of it. You going on this journey. And I don't know where I'm going with any of this, but hey, that means I should probably just wrap this up before it just completely, completely falls apart because that's, that's where it's heading for sure. But Again, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. It was a lot of fun. And in the meantime, if you can remember to check to see if you are subscribed to us here with the Disney Dining Show on whichever platform you get your podcast, that would definitely mean a lot to me. Also, if you are listening via Apple Podcasts, Please make sure you take the time to rate and review the show if possible. Uh, we have two new reviews this week from Emmy Ruth and Teresa B715. And I just uh, want to thank you so much for your, uh, your outstanding reviews. Uh, Emmy Ruth says that I have the exact appropriate attitude for the host of a theme park food review show, which, uh, and excellent taste in public domain jingles. I, you are absolutely right. I do have excellent taste in public domain jingles. Thanks very much. And uh, I'm glad you said that about my attitude, but I don't, know if that's actually true so we're gonna just we're gonna put a stick in that one for right now but uh teresa b also a very nice review uh except the only negative in that book is that sometimes as i intro a review i retell the review i'm about to intro yeah i know i know it's uh we're still working on it so thank you very much still for the feedback because that's the only way we're going to improve this entire little journey that we are going on here. So thank you so much for everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed it. Remember one last time, if you are booking an upcoming vacation to Walt Disney World, please consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel. And again, you can get more information at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed it, everyone. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you real soon. Take care. Bye-bye.